Abracadabra means I create as I speak. So it's I create as I speak, it came to pass as it was spoken. So I believe that we should be able to have an idea and create it and not wait one to three years, which right. it take, takes a patent and wait and pay 20K. Well, I looked at blockchain and I'm like, oh my gosh, if we take an idea and put it on chain, it creates a timestamp <laughs> and it creates a, it's immutable, which means nobody can ever change the smart contract, even the creator. And so I'm like, whoa, what if we took books, ideas, logos, and we literally turn them into smart contracts? Yeah. I stamp it on the blockchain. Yeah. It's my time. It's then marked and can never be taken off. No. And if yeah. anyone ever tries to do it again, I have the blockchain proof that says, I did that book in 2023. Yes. But here's the thing. I'll coach people to the level that they want. If there's hungry people, I'll tell you what, you want to, you want extra coaching and mentoring. I'm going to lay into you. USA Today bestseller author. He's a CEO of multiple companies, one being Igniting Souls and the other Blockchain Life. And he specializes in helping entrepreneurs and leaders leverage their intellectual property using blockchain, blockchain technology, which is something we're going to speak about today. He's a speaker and he teaches entrepreneurship and digital marketing at Cedarville University. Um, Carrie is definitely a very close friend. We have a, a lot in common. And our journeys actually have a very similar foundation in that we were both in Built to Lead, yes, which is an executive leadership program. And we, we shared a, a coach that, that kicked our butt and, and helped us kind of become who we became. That's right. <laughs> and truth teller. A truth teller. Yeah. So I want to start there. And so first, welcome. Yes. And I'm excited to have you here today. And I want you just to kind of start, just give us a little highlight of the story, your go backwards bring us up to like where you are today and kind of talk about how built to lead was sort of a catalyst for you to like launch yeah. yourself as, oh, uh, yeah. as who you are today. So I started out meeting Chet when I was his kid's youth pastor. And that was the year 2001. So, I mean, I was brand spanking new. I had just celebrated my one year anniversary and here I was in this church and I, you know how Chet kind of knows people like he can see through people, <laughs> man. He, he's, he, I think he just said, Hey, we should meet. And you know, we started to meet and he's like, look, man, you need a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, he's just straight up. And he said, I'll coach you for free. Cause you're a pastor. And this was just when he was starting to go and leave his job. So I think the pastors became one of his first quote clients and man, everything he was sharing, I was like writing it down. And I, I thought, man, this guy's totally different because, you know, in our, in our world, um, well, Chet, Chet, you know, Chet cusses. And so in our world, that was what, you know, like <laughs> here he was unafraid of, um, anything. If he wanted to wear jeans and a t-shirt, he'd do it. If he wanted to cuss, he'd cuss. Like there was no masks or pretense. And now looking back, Chet, I remember a lot of times in the beginning with Chet, I'd say now just between us. And then I would go into something. And finally, I remember one of them early on, he's like, he's like, why are you saying that? And you know, like searing truth. But at that point I kind of had like this life and this life. Like this life was the, the pastor, which, which is awesome. But then I had this like entrepreneur thing in me that I didn't even know at the time. 
And, and so he got me interested in my first writing of my book because we both read this magazine called Relevant Magazine. And I just remember him constantly just calling me out and, and being like, you're scared, you're scared, you know? <laughs> and it all, it all culminated because I, I had some mild success where I, you know, I wrote book one, two, three, four, did my doctorate. I had some mild success and I'll never forget the day that it was in 20, uh, it was 2011. No, it's 2012. 2012, it's in May. Everything's cool. I get a random call from Chet, at, and I'm at the church, and I'm like, oh, I better step outside for this one. So I, I pick up the phone, and he said, oh, I saw you online. You just got back from speaking, traveling. And I said, yep. He's like, is, is, the, is, uh, is the church cool with that? I said, oh, yeah, Rick knows. Everything's cool. He's like, is your wife cool with it? Yep. He's like, is God cool with it? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I think you're full of crap. Except, you know, you know, he, he said other words. He said, I think you're living off the church's dime because you're living your own life and you're scared to go pro. And he said, I think you're going and speaking at all these events and telling everyone to live a big game and you're you're spineless. And I mean, he just starts he and I'm like you know, and then he's, and then he says, you can't take the ring and stay in the Shire. And then he said, when you grow up pair, call me back. Boom. And then he hung up the phone. No yes. Way. Yes. And so I've literally, after that call, I felt like I had a vomit because I knew I would never, like he called me out and I knew I could never go back and like play the game. Right. And so literally within 48 hours, I told my senior pastor, I was like, I'm out. Wow. Yeah. I needed that push because I had connected with John Maxwell in 2011 and kind of started to build like this side thing. And it was getting to the point where you could tell like there was some tension going on between the, right. the church and nothing against the church. I loved it, but I hated the meeting part of it. I hated the slow speed. Were you feeling the dissonance inside too? I, I thought I had people fooled, meaning like, Eh, I'll take this speaking gig. I'll write that book. I'll do that. But I mean, you got to remember, I had three kids still do, but like six, four and two. And I remember, oh my gosh, like I got to replace the church income and get my own health insurance right. and my own retirement and my kids go to the Christian school. Like you start adding it up and then there's, and you know, if you're never an entrepreneur, you're like, whoa, yeah. that's a big step to leave, but it's a mindset. And even my new, my newest book called the e-mind, how to think like an entrepreneur and gain an exponential advantage. Like you literally can think like an entrepreneur in, in my opinion, in any industry, but most people aren't willing to think that way. Most people aren't thinking. Yeah, there you go. That's true. Yeah. So, so you, so you left the Shire. I left. I, I told them I was out and they, they said, Whoa, you know, we got to transition this well and slow. And I'd been there, I'd been there 12 years. So you, um, you are a visionary, um, poster child. You yeah. have, we don't have enough time to go through all the things that you've done and the yeah. ideas and the companies and, you know, the mistakes the learning oh, yeah. and then the, the hitting a plateau and then going, I mean, I, I've watched it and it is truly inspiring. Every time I talk to you, I, I want to go do more. Ah. 
And cool. I've met people that you've worked with. You yeah. brought them to my office and you showed them my vision and my yeah. office and my dream. And I, and I still have people that connect with me. That's through crazy. There. It's incredible. Um, but just thinking about like yeah. your journey overall, right? What has been outside of having to like figure out your identity? Mm. What has been your biggest leadership challenge personally for yourself yeah. as a growing entrepreneur? I had two years ago when I started to see this blockchain thing came about, you and I would, would chat. We'd be like, oh my gosh, look at NFTs and blockchain. The whole world's changing. And I had a integrator. So, I, you know, in the EOS world, you have a visionary and an integrator. So I had an integrator and a CFO, nice people, two ladies. Now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't see it. But at the time, I think they lost faith in my vision. And I think honestly, the integrator also had too much vision. So like, in other words, vision she collision. Kind of, yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> what'd you call it? Vision collision. Oh, is that really a thing? Oh yeah. I've never heard that. That's yeah. good. So I think what, what probably happened is she started to see this blockchain thing and be like, whoa, this is whoa, whoa, crazy stuff. And her and the CFO started talking and they now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, but they're like, Hey, we don't need to do our weekly meetings anymore. That's, you know, and I'm like, you know, they said it as we want to free you up. You, you keep, you know, but little did I know that they were conspiring to form a competitive company and they left the, within a week of each other took, I, I mean, I won't go into the details because it goes, it goes pretty, it was, it was a challenge. <laughs> it, 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 it honestly ripped my heart out because I'm a big trusting guy. Like. If I meet people, I, I give them automatic belief, automatic trust, because I just have had people do that for me. I'm just not like I'm a great guy, but like I've had people who don't even know me be like, man, God's going to use you. Like, I believe in you. That, that was a story back when I struggled with depression and self-injury. A guy named Carl changed my life because this stranger believed in me. So like, I, I give that gift of belief to everybody. But after that happened, man. I mean, I started to like pull back and I, I feel it now. Like looking back, I'm like, wow, I was pretty in a dark spot. It's interesting though, because that characteristic, I have that too. You, and, you and believe in trust. I always, I yeah. always try and I, my employees, everyone. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's always served me really well. And people used to come and, and employees would ask to borrow money. Wow. <clears throat> and I would give them, you know, loans. I'd help. I want to help them. You know, yeah. I would trust them. Yeah. And occasionally you get screwed over. Yeah. And people would get so mad at me. Like, why do you do, why do you let people take advantage of me? But I always thought I'm not going to change who I am. Interesting. Because of you. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I am who I am. Yeah. I know who I am. I want to be this way. I, yeah. It has served me well. And occasionally, of course, you're going to get popped. Yeah. But who doesn't get popped? Yeah. Yeah. And what's the alternative? You, you, right. you view everyone as a threat and you don't trust them. Well, you're skeptical. It's the worldview. It yeah. always rooted in your belief system because people uh, who've been screwed over. Yeah. Now they'll say, and you'll hear them say things like, I don't trust until they prove themselves yeah. or until they've earned it. Uh, I know people like that. Yeah. And it, so it's, yeah. you, you know, look, they are, everyone is rooted in their own yeah. way of, we're all very complicated. We're yeah. in depths of like complexities, That's true. but everyone has either a worldview that they have and yeah. they know what they believe and they know why they believe it and they can change it yeah. because they can be deliberate or they can just be stuck in the way I believe and yeah. you have to earn your trust and that's right. how they always are. But I, you know, the built to lead way is leaders trust first and they have to trust first. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, you and I love quotes 
I think it was Pascal who said, I give you the gift of these four words. I believe in you, you know, belief is huge. Leaders are believers. People buy belief before they buy you. The Johnny cash walk the line. I don't believe you. I mean, all that built to lead stuff, but you know, I know this interviews you're interviewing me, but I'm, I just got to tell you, I'm proud of you, man, because I've seen your journey and I mean, you've made amazing leaps. And like you said, uh, I brought people to you 10 over 10 years ago when I, when they came to town and I brought them to like key people. Yeah. I brought like 30 people to you at okay. one conference and I, and, and I said, let's go visit chat. And like, they were blown away at your opus wall because I had taught them this stuff, but now they saw it in real life. That's funny. So I, I created a think tank in my conference room. That's and right. I basically took everything inside my head and I put it up on the wall so people can see what I'm thinking. That's right. And I'll never forget when I went into our friend Brett Kaufman's yeah. building, I walked into his opus. Opus is the labor of love. It's the big dream yes. in life. And I remember walking in and going, oh my gosh, like I've talked to this guy. And now I see his world and I'm like walking into it. He like manifested the physical space. Unbelievable. Yeah. And now he's doing it in the city. It's so and, I, and it's just so like, cool. it's the power of, of yeah. a leader. Clarity. A clarity with a leader yeah. who's done the hard work and knows where they're going. That's and, right. You know, my way is the highway, right? So like, it's incredible when you have that. And I think about the ability to have what you have, which is I've watched you do this. And I, and I, I thought you were going to say, and actually you did quite, you did kind of say it. I don't know if this is the same exact thing, sure. the example you gave, but you jumped on this blockchain, oh, which, yeah. which is this new technology that is so it's crazy. The roller coaster, you think like the whole world's about to change. Then you don't hear anything about it. And then all of a sudden there's a spike and <laughs> then if you're in the world, it's great. But if you're not in the world, you never hear a word about yeah. it. Yeah. But it's going to change everything. It, it already is. is changing everything. It is. <clears throat> and you shifted your entire business. That's right. You created another business. Yeah. Blockchain life. Yeah. And you came over to my house. You were so excited. You and you got me all jacked up. That's <laughs> true. <Sure. clears throat> but I remember saying to you, <clears throat> excuse me, what happened to your business? Yeah. You're like, I'm changing gears. Yeah. And I was like, what did your team think? And you like, it blew up my team. Is that the same example? Of what yes. That, that's the story. Okay. Man, I had a big team. I bet you I had, I want to say, and this could, this includes solid independent contractors. I bet you I had 12 people leave me in eight weeks. I remember that. And again, I'm a small company. So that's like probably two thirds of the team. Right. And it's not that, um, I don't know like what it was. Um, it was probably my vision outpaced them. You know, and maybe I didn't, I mean, I'll own it, you know, and you, you probably struggle with this too, but you see it, you latch on, you start reading and podcast, and then you're probably like five laps too far. So what I did, Chad, is I changed even books. So I looked at books and you know, you and I both uh, hung out with strategic coach, Dan Sullivan's very much into IP. So because that IP thing, he kept saying, 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 I'm like, you know what? Books are IP. Explain IP for people. Intellectual right? property. So intellectual property, this is some cool statistics. In 1975, which I was born in 76. 75. Ah, so the year you were born, um, the S&P 500, the most assets, only 17% were intangible. Meaning that 83% of the assets of the S&P 500, all the companies, were brick and mortar, land, equipment. Bottom they were cabinets. physical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 2020, 
Okay, so now you go to 2020, only 10%. So 90% of the S&P 500 is in IP. So that means like my smartphone right here, my Apple, there's nothing wrong with the parts and pieces, but anyone can reproduce that. The 90% of the value of the phone is actually in all the IP. But my design, my logo. Yeah, the my... patents, uh, all this stuff. And so then if that's true, which it is, then protecting the IP becomes one of the most important things that any company can do. Because otherwise you have piracy, theft, counterfeit. Well, guess what? To to protect your IP with patents, trademarks, copyrights, and trade secrets, crazy money. Right. So I just I just literally got Easy IP patented because I'm not against patents, but you should only use it like for the big dog. Mm -hmm. $30,000 to patent Easy IP for rejections. Every time they reject it, another 4K. Another 4K. Like I'm telling you, it's it's like it's like a, it's a oh my gosh. So, but I knew I needed to protect it because otherwise anyone can just go out and be like, oh, we'll just copy, you know, Uber or DoorDash or like you, you lose everything. Right. So I thought there's got to be a way because all IP is based on timing. So this is where you'll get you'll geek out in a second about blockchain because you know you know blockchain. So think about it the way that you would protect IP would be like, we filed the patent before you did. You know what I'm saying? That That's right. how the game plays. Sure. Well, now, the, by the way, the word abracadabra, abracadabra means I create as I speak. So it's I create as I speak, it came to pass as it was spoken. That's how we were, That I believe in a faith, I believe in God. God said, let there be light, and there was light. So I believe God has been, that's how the way God, and we're created in God's image. So I believe that we should be able to have an idea and create it and not wait one to three years, which right. it take, takes a patent and wait and pay 20K. Well, I looked at blockchain and I'm like, oh my gosh, if we take an idea and put it on chain, it creates <laughs> a timestamp <laughs> and it creates a, it's immutable, which means nobody can ever change the, the smart contract even the creator. And yet every device in the world can see it because it's a global distributed ledger. And so I'm like, whoa, what if we took books, ideas, logos, and we literally turned them into smart contracts and created them into a physical asset to a digital asset, which you know, an NFT is a one of one and you can transfer the digital asset. So I write a book, yeah. I stamp it on the blockchain, yeah. it's my time, it's then marked and can never be taken off. No, and if yeah. anyone ever tries to do it again, I have the blockchain proof that says, I did that book in 2023. Yes, right. and not even, you, you, yeah, 2023, December 5th, 5.55 p.m. and 27 <laughs> seconds. Like even patents don't go down to seconds. Right. So it's not to replace patents, but it's, you know, anytime in the world there's friction, Uber, taxis, like hail a taxi. That sounds so lame these days. All I did was combine QR codes with blockchain, with, you know, smart contracts. And like, all I did was put technologies together and then put it into a simple process. And so people can come to you now and they can say, hey, help me protect my IP. And yeah. Then, so what's so interesting about this is, is that, you know, you talk about a visionary and you're, you're outpacing. Yeah. Of course, as a visionary, that's the problem for visionaries is they're outpacing their teams and you got to pull people that's in right. with you. 
But you had such clarity. You had consumed so much information. Oh my you gosh. had learned so much and then had to network to talk to people that you were putting pieces together. Your team can't even fathom. And meanwhile, your company is doing what at this point? Because they're not a blockchain company. You're doing yeah, marketing. So, you're doing so, so <laughs> book publishing and book promotion. Okay. So you see the connection because yeah. you could you could publish these books now on yeah, blockchain yeah. and you could be the first person in the world. Yes. And so it's your, our differentiation. And here's what's so incredible yeah. about it. I remember talking to you. Yeah. And you were going through the biggest struggle of your career, meaning 12 people leave you in, in what time frame? Like eight weeks. And you were smiling and you said, I can't believe it. You go, I can't believe it. They're, they all left me. But you were so clear on your vision yeah. that it didn't even phase you. Like you were phased. Yeah. Yeah. You were phased because yeah. yeah. you got jolted. But you you didn't take like your I didn't eye. say like I'm cr I'm full of crap. You weren't I'm feeling done. bad. Yeah. You weren't. Yeah. You were smiling. I remember the smile. And I remember yeah. like you know. So I think that's yeah. the power of like someone who knows who they are and knows where they're going. Yeah. Everything else becomes noise. Yeah. Sometimes it's a boom, but like you were able to like. That's cool. You were able to experience that, and, I, yeah. and it's so rare because most people will will crawl up in a ball and yeah. they're in the corner. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm glad you caught that because that's the energy I wanted. And you know, entrepreneurs, in the quiet moments, you do like. There's these moments where you're like, "Am I crazy? Maybe they're you know like." Oh, and you're definitely crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what makes it so special and yeah. unique is that you embrace that. What's even more incredible is every yeah. team, every leader gets the team that he or she deserves. Yeah. And then I remember talking uh, to you when you found Sarah. Oh yeah. Now I have like the best interview, but see, we got to talk about that. Clarity attracts. I say clarity attracts, confusion repels. So you're right. I was clear and repelled the wrong people, but I was clear and attracted the right people. Yeah. And I did change my, um, Peter Diamandis calls it your MTP, your massive transformative purpose. I went from, we publish books and turn them into 18 streams of income and notice a little tweak. We publish, protect and promote IP and turn it into 18 streams of income. So in other words, I took books and said, yeah, that's mainly what we do, but it's also all intellectual property. And then, yeah, we turned it into multiple streams of income. It's incredible how far ahead of just mainstream, because most people don't even know what blockchain or NFTs are. Yeah. And or IP even. Your and, IE, it's, yeah. and it's yeah. been out. It's yeah. been out. But it, it, people are so numb. Yeah. And sleepwalking in a way. Yeah. And it's not their fault as much as they are a victim of just the way our society yeah. just bombards us with so much distraction and keeps us so focused on things that are not important. Yeah. Or they think like lazy thinking. They say blockchain is Bitcoin. You know, and you and I both know blockchain is like the railroad that right. Bitcoin rides on, but also a lot of other things ride on. Like I'll give you some quick, quick examples of blockchain just really quick chipotle had a contamination years ago and it took him i guess eight months to find out that it was an australian beef farm but in between there they had to lay off all kinds of people they had a horrible marketing campaign where people are getting sick like eight months of crud when if they just put their vendors on blockchain they could have found out that contamination in about eight minutes if that yeah Maybe even eight seconds I've heard. So, so you get the point. Like that's an example. Another example, there's a certain um, uh, neighborhood that said, you know what? We're going to put, they've got potholes everywhere. So what we're going to do is we're going to put all the tax dollars into a, a DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization. 
everyone's going to agree to it. And when you drive over a pothole, you're just going to open the app and press the button. And what that's going to do is it's going to release the tax dollars, send it to the asphalt company automatically. They're going to dispatch the asphalt mm -hmm. people and repair the pothole all with one press of your button. Is that crazy? How about you buy a ticket to an event and someone shows up and says, that's my seat. And you pull out your phone and say, no, my ticket's an NFT uh, and it's on blockchain and, yeah, I, yeah. and I have proof. Yeah, <laughs> you can't fake it anymore. You know, the scary part about what's happening is that people can say what they want, you know, the whole NFT world oh, yeah. with art. And it, it became this thing. Well, that was, that was like the version 1.0. Right. But everything's becoming digitalized, including money and including, you know, your identity. LinkedIn, you and I both know this. You connected me with her. Lee, what's her name? Um, where LinkedIn now is is basically saying, did you get that degree? You can click it. Authentication. Yes. And do, do yeah. you able to, you'll be able to certify that you were all licenses, all certifications. Yes. Maybe because, marriage license, maybe vehicle, VIN numbers. For sure. I mean, uh, look, I can go on LinkedIn today. I can create a profile. I can say I graduated with this. I have this degree. I have this. You would have no clue. I could say I have a, I'm a, I, I did Igniting Souls. I wrote that book. <laughs> right. And you wouldn't know that I did or didn't yeah. unless I'm able to verify that. And here's, I think, the new election coming, certainly if it's not this series in four years, everything, in my opinion, is going to be on blockchain. Yeah. Because it just came out yesterday. You can do all news with AI and it can be all fake. Right. So right now we need, there's a book called, um, the truth machine and it's all about blockchain that's what that's what blockchain does well, they say like 90 percent of the internet eventually is going to be all just ai generated content anyways yeah because why would anyone want to do anything when you could just generate all the, the content but here's what's so funny you know how like you ever meet you ever think about how everything is the opposite of what it really is like people think this but then like you have your mind just blown sure. it's the opposite so everyone who says like i don't want to go near that I, i'm not going to put my identity on there but it's the opposite is true. You're going to beg to be on it because otherwise you're not going to be able to prove you're you. Wow. So when you're going to want to be able to say, yeah, this is mine. Right. I own this. If your pass, like you lose your passport, Anything. you just throw, throw, show your digital wallet and there it is. And yeah. imagine you don't have that. Yeah. What happens if you're traveling and you can't get out of the country? You know, it's a really scary thing because you can see how things can unfold yeah. get there. And we don't know what it will look like. We don't know what kind of uh, um, a version of it it will be. But right. like, it's already here. It's not yeah. coming. It's already being used. I feel like the world's going so fast. And you're right. Blockchain is a way to bring trust back. Right. So how do leaders, um, I guess, just yeah. to shift the conversation back real quick, how do leaders navigate through um, figuring out, like, do I do I need to call this guy and like start protecting my, my oh, stuff? Yeah. Like, is it something where it's an urgent thing or do you think there's just a lot of time and you don't want to get yeah. caught behind the Ooh, wall or here's a great example. There's a guy named Chris Maxson who is, does amazing fireplaces. Like he's in Minnesota. He's got a great fireplace company. He was having a chat, not with me, with our friend, Lisa Sinney, you know, Lisa, so there's Chris, Lisa, and, and me. And Chris is saying, you know, I don't think I need this IP stuff. And <laughs> right? And I don't care. I mean, I'm not pushing anything. And Lisa says, Do you have anything unique in your company? He's like, Oh yeah. We've developed this glass that you could actually lick. And we developed it because with fireplaces, kids do crazy stuff. They'll put their hands on it, they'll lick a glass fireplace right. and imagine if so he said we developed this technology and then she said 
do you think other people are copying you? And he's like, probably. So then she says, this is like reverse IP. She says, okay, since it's not protected and you created, and you have such a generous heart, you're letting other people use it. What if they go and get the IP protected and shut you down? Ooh. And then he said, she said, how soon would you be out of business? He's like a month. So then he's like, I get it. So another, you see what I'm saying? That's incredible. Is that a good story? That's incredible. Because you, you got to be first. You got to be first in the game. Yeah, and you might have this. Oh, anybody can use my stuff. Okay, what if they take your stuff and block you out of your own land? How much land? does it cost you there? Easy IP, ninety-seven bucks. That's unbelievable. It's, Why are you doing it so cheap? Scale. We know that. Listen, our target isn't like one one author who's going to do one book. We have an enterprise level. The enterprise level, most people are buying it. It's it's uh, thirty one hundred dollars. And what we do is we create their own token, their own their own IP portal, and give them fifty smart contracts. So that's kind of like and you do everything, everything nuts for them. They can literally take a photo of their idea. They could draw something out at a at a restaurant, take a photo, upload it to the portal. We take care of everything. Uh, it's incredible. Is that crazy? So like literally you and I, we, we, we have ideas all the time. Right. So you don't have to sit there and like fill out all this stuff. We have a, we have literally take a picture. When it comes to being in court, a patent versus yeah. what's the difference? So if you go to easyip.today, our website, click FAQs. We have documentation of how now smart contracts are being at the same level. Wow. Remember with, um, remember, remember in, uh, the year 2000, prior to the year 2000, you had to literally sign everything, right? It was called a wet signature. Like you want to do business with somebody, they have to FedEx you something overnight. You got to sign it. Now you're, so what did they do in the year 2000? They passed the, the digital signature act which basically said, as long as certain parameters are in place, DocuSign, DocuSign <laughs> sign now, all that stuff. So imagine what it did to business. It opened up a whole new world. That's right. how smart contracts are right now. Smart contracts are literally on this precipice where people, it's going to get so weird where, where you want to, you want to go buy a, a property. You and I both know this. You'll put on the goggles. You'll take a tour in the metaverse of the property. You'll literally open up your MetaMask wallet. You'll literally press send and it'll. F so how are people doing it today? If they don't have something like what you, what you created, like if I want to do a smart contract today, what do I go? I have to go get an attorney to, to make us, I'm going to pay what? I mean, like, you're going to pay a ton of money and you know, the learning curve for, um, right now, web three, it takes some time. Yeah. And that's time where if it's not your unique ability, why are you doing it? Right. So could someone go like do easy IP themselves? Sure. But it's the same thing. Like, could you go sell a house yourself? Sure. Like, right. but do you want to? Like, <laughs> no, okay, there's, okay, I'd rather do my unique ability right. and then have. And it's not team. so easy. You know, it's, yeah. it, it, yeah, at the end it's of the day, you, you might be able, if you're you might be able to do it, yeah. but it doesn't mean you can do it. Right. <laughs> right. Or yeah. Yeah. And you got to look at the learning curve. So what we did is we, we basically said, this is our one idea that we want to patent. And again, I have Keegan Caldwell, Caldwell IP. They're the fastest growing law firm. I didn't think they'd take me as a client because I thought they do, they make their money on patents. Why would they patent something right. that actually says you don't need a patent, but they love it. Do you not need a patent? 
It's so we say that, uh, and I encourage people to watch the TEDx talk okay. because the TEDx talk takes this concept and like, whoo, I had to bring it like way down. Okay. But we say it's a first layer and a fast layer. Okay. Let me give you a quick story. Um, uh, and I, I got a few more minutes, but let me give you a quick story about, um, how this all makes sense. This is a true study that was done in 2006, the American society, um, of landscape architects. They took a preschool teacher and they said, look, they wanted to test fences. So they said, we're going to, we're going to ask you to bring your class to two playgrounds in a busy city. One has no fence. One has a fence and we want to observe the kids. So they had this great playground equipment, but at the first playground preschoolers, no fence, all the kids huddled around their teacher. They were scared. They're like, you know, safety cars, strangers they just huddled nobody played nobody was creative right second playground it's got this nice fence around it not a wall where you can't even see like a patent but they have a nice fence good height the kids loved it they played up and down the slide swings the whole thing that's what easy ip is easy ip is basically saying look i got an idea and i'm going to put a fence around it not a wall like a patent you can do that right but I'm going to create a little fence. And what that little fence does is it tells people you can't just come in here and take right. whatever you want. Right. So what it actually does is it increases the value. Get this, Chad. We have a slide now that we've given to people on their slide deck. And look at how fun this would be. Imagine you're at a conference speaking. You're giving away your gold. And you know everyone in the audience could be a competitor, a Recor vendor. Recording you. Recording you. And we've seen this. Yeah, where, where people literally are going, <laughs> click. Click every slide. Right. So here's what we do. We say we have a, a slide that says something like, it's a pleasure to be speaking to you today. Feel free to take pictures of all my slides. I know you might anyway. Just know that every single slide has been protected by blockchain technology and smart contracts. Wow. And then it has the QR code right there. And when they, when they click that QR code, it goes right to their IP portal. Wow. Is that crazy? That's really cool. Because what it does is it gives the speaker a ton of confidence. And they say it in a fun way. They're not like, sure, you know, but, but they're like, you know, so everything is protected by blockchain and punishable by court of law. Right. Let's begin. That's and then, incredible. And then they just have a ton of fun. At every one of our books, you flip it over. Of course, there's the UPC. And it's got a, it's got powered by easy IP QR code. Do you coach people when people come to you? Or are you just basically process oriented? Like, we're going to put you through the process. Give us all your stuff. We'll go do it. But are people like interested in learning from you and do you have time to teach yeah. people? Like so we just kicked off, uh, we literally created the product, but we call it uh, easy, IP, easy IP Enterprise Coaching Community. It's a Slack channel and it's a monthly Zoom. And I literally go in there and teach them IP hygiene, best practices, how to leverage it. Couple quick clients, Boomer. Do you know Gary Boomer? Remember that name? He was in coach, but he's got a CPA firm. They do CPA training. So he said, take all of our IP and, and put it on blockchain. So now he created the Boomer Knowledge Network. Oh, that's great. So before I tell people, there's really three phases. It's, it's actually IPO. Identification, protection, and optimization. You first have to identify your IP. Like most people don't even know what it is. Right. Like, oh my gosh. Like the way you set up this podcast could technically be IP. Right. Like David's helping you, but you got like this camera, this, the way you have lights, the way oh, you might have a, like an intro, outro, 
Like that's a unique process. So it's IP. So for creators. Creators. But creators who are creating outside of a book, but like people, you know, like if you look at what YouTube's doing and if you look at what speakers are doing, yeah. do, is that their, it's their IP because they're, yes. their content. But, but how, do they, how do they protect that? Because if someone else is saying it, do I have a case against you? It's gotta be unique. So you and I know Gino Wickman, we know EOS. EOS is actually a very good IP protected company. They take it serious. Right. Disney, Verizon. There's certain companies out there that you get a reputation where you're like, you don't want to mess with them. Right. And actually that's what you want. Right. You want people to be like, wow, they give so much gold, but you don't want to mess with them. Otherwise you get people. Um, the story is, this is kind of funny, but the story is that in the coaching world, nobody can protect IP because everyone's stolen from each other. The is it stolen or is it, I'm learning Borrowed. and I don't know how yeah. to, like I, my whole, my whole thing as a leadership coach, yeah. built to lead, strategic coach, yeah. US, I have, yeah. that's all I know. And so I'm talking about things and I always will say chat or yeah. Dan Sullivan or, yeah. or, or Gina Wickman, but like everyone does learn it from someone. But listen, you were able to exit uh, restart mm -hmm. and uh, your, your other company Choice as well, recovery. Choice Recovery. Why? Because you had unique processes within there. You might have learned something from someone else, but as a whole, you had a unique process. But the coaching world who's like, I'm, borrowing, I'm stealing his content. Yeah. Is it stealing if I give credit to someone? It's not stealing if you get credit, but here's where if you charge then, that's where you like, could other people create easy IP? Sure. But where they can't is then to take it and then go out as a seller. Right. You see what I'm talking about? But coaches about? have a different problem, right? Because they're not giving anything. They're talking about something. Yeah. They're teaching something. So it's a little bit of a different. It's fine quoting, but then you could say like, how does any book ever get, ever get a copyright? Because right. every book. So do people get around this by saying like in the EOS world, you have L10 meetings. You just don't call it an L10 meeting. I yeah. Mean, that, that's, yeah. Because they're protecting the L10. They are protecting brand. the L10 name. And right. when they use L10, they have a TM or an R if they technically filed. So I know we're running out of time. So one more yeah. question here. So I, one, I appreciate you sharing that. It is really cool. I, yeah. I, I love, I love talking to you about that stuff. Um, what is your advice guidance? Um, you know, you have so many people today with self-education now being such a big deal because there are so many creators creating yeah. so much free content yeah. that you could literally go to college in a way on university yeah. online for free versus going and spending a hundred. Oh, yeah. So when it comes to how many entrepreneurs, how many people filed for, for, for businesses during COVID, I mean, it's the world is going towards, I don't want to be an entry-level employee anymore. Yes. And those jobs are slowly going away anyway. Yes. Um, when it comes to leadership, when it comes to coaching, have you always been coached? Have you always had mentors? Have you always had? I've always sought out people. I've, I've been teachable. And I'm not saying I'm humble or like I always take it right. But I've always, I've always, especially males, I've always like wanted that father figure mentor. I don't know. Encouragement, to, to belief. Kick, to kick your ass? I mean, like, yeah. Uh, yes. I think I do respond well to those types of coaches. I like a coach who's tough. I know not everyone does. Some people are actually turned off by that. You're, cause you've coached a lot of people. Yeah. Were you tough? You know, I tend to be a belief coach. I probably need to get a little tougher. I'm way tougher on myself, way tougher than, than people. Right. You know, like even my students. To the point where uh, like Chet will say, hard on self, not down on self. 
I need to I need to probably step it up. But here's the thing. I'll coach people to the level that they want. If there's hungry people and they want it, I have those students now where, yeah, everybody gets a certain grade. I'm not the type of professor where it's like, I, I don't give any A's or B's or you got to like, but it, I'll tell you what, you want to, you want extra coaching and mentoring. I'm going to lay into you. So, you know, I'm a fan of, of Jesus. He had his 12 and then he had his three. Do you ever wonder what would happen if you had not met chat? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I mean, I'd be some complaining guy that would <laughs> like be a victim. It's incredible how blessed we are when you have oh, yeah. someone in your life that can be a truth teller. Or, oh, yeah. That's why I think the mentoring and coaching world, it'll just become it's something that's necessary because no one's doing it by themselves. That's true. Oh, my gosh. There's yeah. just too much. It's yeah. just you can't do it by yourself. Yeah. I'm a different person. It's incredible. Really cool. Listen, I appreciate you joining me. Hey, man. So much fun talking to you. Can't, can't wait to, to get you on my show, yeah, too. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Best of luck. Nothing but health, success, love for you, your family, awesome. and for your businesses. And as you know, you can always count on me for anything. I will always be there for you if you need yes. help with anything. And uh, again, thank you so much for being here. Awesome show. Thanks, okay. Chad. All right. Thank you. So good. So good.